You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Karen, welcome to Spark TV. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. And so good because we uh, recorded a podcast yesterday. (laughs) So we're old friends now. Yeah, we've got this. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So let's start out. I like to just start with a bit about what you do now and then a little bit of the backstory. So how did you actually get to your current business? Okay. So right now I run Unstoppable E-Commerce, which is an e-commerce marketing it's like an agency and training school, but I like to call it, you know, like a teaching hospitals on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. You're a Grey's Anatomy fan like I'm me. currently binging ER, so I do oh, okay. have some like, level thing, yeah. So yep. it's like that in that it's a teaching agency. So all my clients oh. are aware that what I learn from their accounts, I teach to my students. And all my clients are actually past students. So they've been through my program. So I teach Facebook ads, but not just Facebook ads, all the other stuff that you need to have right to be a Facebook ads to be successful. So, you know, making sure you know who your audience is and you know your numbers, you're going to be profitable, that your website's actually ready for that traffic, email marketing, all the good stuff. And then, yes, my clients know that, hey, if this campaign works really well, that I'm going to go share that with my students and go, hey, this is working really well right now. So those that can't afford to have the budgets to actually have me run their ads can still learn from the learnings because, you know, that's the big difference, isn't it? It's like having that budget to actually test and measure and see what's working. And if you don't have that, you know, you don't get the same insights. So the idea is, yeah, it runs like a teaching hospital. That is Um, so cool. I love that. (laughs) So you come on as teaching agency, training school, uh, a little bit of consulting thrown in here and there, but yeah, that's uh, kind of what I do now. Wow, going back, how it all started. So I was 23 when I first started working for myself mm-hmm. with my job. Uh, my mum had just moved in with me. She had just divorced my dad. Uh, best thing she ever did. And- <laughs> <laughs> good. I like a good news story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And she lent me her divorce settlement to start my first business. Oh, Thanks, my God. Mom. Wow. <laughs> um, Happy so, days. So yeah, great. we went. I had no idea what I was doing right. I went through a bit of like depression, anxiety in my job, and I was just really unwell and couldn't work for somebody else. I, some what days I couldn't doing? get out what of bed. I was just like in sales, nothing exciting, yeah. like working for a floor covering company. Perfect. Yeah. Carpet sales tiles, is always a good skill. Sales is always a good skill, though, to have. Yeah, I think. yeah it is. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Um, so it got to the point where I just couldn't work. So I quit my job. Unfortunately, I quit just 
we didn't realize how slow it would take for the war settlement to come through. Mm. So I quit my job. Mum came to live with me. Um, I had a company car, so I lost that. And so we had no car. And then we had no money. <laughs> um, somehow we always found money for wine. I don't know. <laughs> we like <laughs> the crazy. baked beans I on find most thing, the wine. But we always too. had wine. <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. So, you know, eventually the money came through and we st- started this discount card business. And it probably took me about a year to realize that it was a discount card for tourists because at the start I was that person that had no target market. Who's going to buy this? Oh, this is awesome for everyone. Everyone's going to buy this. Yes. I had a $16,000 TV commercial. I had boards. I had radio ad. Like we just, we had it in our head that we were going to do everything amazing from the get-go and we just spent money like it was going out of fashion. Wow. We lost about a hundred grand in the first year. Wow. Yep. Yep. It was a $37 card. I think I sold about five in the first year. Oh no. <laughs> Looking um, back now, like good learning experience. Oh, my mum calls it my university degree. Like she doesn't care at all. Yeah. Like she's yeah. like, we had so much fun. Like I'm just like, oh my God, we lost so much money. Yeah. But yeah. She said, look, it's your uni degree. Cause eventually I was like, okay, I've got no more money to spend. I can't just keep spending it what am I going to do and that's mm. where I discovered Facebook and at the time it was like this free platform where you could post yeah. stuff and people would actually see it mm. and I started doing that so with the discount card I had businesses that would give discounts mm. and then those businesses would see me on this Facebook thing and you know we're talking 2013 maybe by now so a while back when it was still kind of new especially in Australia and they were like, oh, can you um, set me up one of those Facebook thingies? And I was like, oh, that's what I cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing <laughs> it for the businesses. And then with our last bit of cash, we decided we, we were having lunch one day and we're like, oh, this is a cool conference, Mum said. It's called Social Media Marketing World. Oh my God. San Diego. Such a good one to go to. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you want to? Should we, should we do it? Should we just like spend all the money we've got left to go to this conference? We're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> so we booked tickets to San Diego with the last of our cash and went to Social Media Marketing World. And it was like huge eye opener. So mm. 2013 was when we went to that conference. So, um, you know, I met, we'd been following Pat Flynn and he was yeah. there, like Amy Ooh. Porterfield, all these Mari Smith amazing people that I got to meet and it was just really eye-opening there was like the person from the local police station was there the local plumber everyone because they all had Facebook pages and they're all doing this thing I'm like wow we're so behind in Australia like Mm -hmm. no one had really cottoned on quite how important it was yet yeah when I came back I kind of just decided to open a social media agency (laughs) love it and I was posting for people and yeah, setting up their Facebook pages, things like that, doing some consulting around it, running workshops, also still had the discount card business, not because it was running any, making any money, but mm. it was my baby and I was so emotionally attached. Mm. It took me five years to finally close that. Wow. So five years of work You've... that was worth nothing, like didn't Aww. never made any money from it, but I was just so, so attached to it. Mm. Um, but in the meantime... <laughs> Yeah, built up this social media business. And then one day I, I had staff at that point. And then yeah. one day I lost like three of my big clients all in one day. Oh, wow. One had brought in somebody because they'd gotten bigger and bigger. So they brought in someone internally. Somebody else was moving. So like it was 
no, not that we were terrible, but it just mm. coincidentally lost them all. I had to fire my staff member that day. Wow. Like my mum worked unpaid, so she was fired. <laughs> then, Thanks, mum. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I was working, like I had this big office in the city. I don't know why I ever decided I needed that. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to scale everything back. And I moved back into like home office. Best thing I ever did. I've never gone back to an office. I love working yeah. from home. I don't think I'll ever go back either. No need for it, right? No, that's it. It is literally you're then working to pay rent for someone. Exactly. Like it's so, so stupid. If you're listening yeah. to this and you're like striving to have an office because, you know, it makes you look bigger or feel better or whatever, don't do it. It's such a waste yeah. of money. Like mm. I do all my meetings online if I can. I hate doing face-to-face. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's I'm like, I'll go to an event anyway. and have a wine. That's yeah. my that's in person. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> no, uh, so eventually along the line, I decided to specialize in Facebook ads yeah. and the advertising side of things and kind of went to that. And then, yeah, about four years ago, started with a business partner originally, uh, e- Unstoppable E-commerce. So, so um, cool. went from Facebook ads to specializing in e-commerce Facebook ads and then eventually into this. So a bit of a long-winded uh, backstory there. <laughs> it's, so I, relevant. <laughs> it's so relevant though. Like literally I, I do love that because so many people are like, oh, I just don't have the right idea. I'm like, the first idea is never the right idea, no. but you have to go through the pain. I think it's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Like I was going <laughs> and, to be a PE teacher. Like this, this <laughs> wasn't even invented when I was trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. And now here I yeah. am teaching this marketing tool that, you know, wasn't even around. So yeah, if you're not quite sure what you want to do, don't worry because you'll probably change your mind several times. Yes. Oh my God. That's so true. So you were really OG Facebook. Like you were there in the beginning. I was there when it was easy. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had a, um, I was a uh, blogger back, oh, in, nice. back then yes. and it was so good, right? Like you could just grow. I remember one day, I don't know how many followers I had on this page, but I remember like sitting down with someone and we're like, right, we're just about to, at 10,000 or we're going to sit here and going to go roar and get all of these followers. And it was as easy as that. It was as yep. easy as just reaching out post to people. This, post this. Yeah. Yep. And now I'm like, you know, I've just no, sat down like, and planned content for next year. I'm like, oh my God, this is so painful. <laughs> content is like a whole nother ball game now, a whole new beast of a thing. It's just never ending, I find. That's the biggest thing I think is like, you've just got to have so much content out yep. there, like yep, to compete definitely. with all of the other noise that's going on. I've actually done my hair today because I'm doing a uh, reel it. after this. I'm like, well, you know, if something's on, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do my hair for you, Danielle. Yeah, and then, <laughs> thank you. I'm so um, honoured. I'm like, well, because my hair is done, I'm going to, you know, batch out a whole bunch of content now because it doesn't just get done every day. <laughs> oh, my God. There is no way I would show up every day with clean hair and makeup on to do, to do a real. if I wash my I hair once a week. <laughs> Same. I'm currently full of dry shampoo. It's um, I'm waiting for, you know, a dry shampoo company to sponsor me. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm your biggest customer. Why not? Yes. <laughs> and you can kind of get away with it online. Hey, people don't touch it or come near it. So you can kind exactly. of just, it's just spray like a lot. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned um, the card, the discount card business and investing so much money into that and perhaps not seeking the return. <laughs> But I love the fact that you called it the university degree, right? Yes. And carried through. Totally. And it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't have been, 
you know, just you would have seen the social media marketing conference if you hadn't had a need to go, you know, is the fact that you were in business looking for marketing ideas and that kind of sparked it. So it all, it just all makes sense. And so I'm interested, um, (laughs) apart from my little tangent that I'm going on, super interested in the discount card business learnings, you know, like what did you, because I feel like a people do think that they need to invest in a lot of money in businesses and perhaps it's not always the case um but I think that there's probably some lessons in there on you know let's learn from someone who did actually invest the money and what happened yeah so I listened to a lot of the wrong people right I Mm. was I had a really dodgy business coach. If you're going to work with a business coach, make sure you talk to their other clients and find yeah. out, you know, think how they work first. Yes. Um, but, you know, I was listening to, you know, the t- person that sold the TV commercial. Oh, yeah, you need this and you need that. Like I paid mm. five grand to animate some pigs to go on my commercial. Like everyone's, oh, yeah, it'll <laughs> do awesome. better if you do this. And it'll do better oh. if you do that. And I remember like when they were building my website, I ended up, getting a whole new logo designed because the first original designer had done a terrible job and he's like, I can build your website, but your branding's awful and you're not mm-hmm. going to sell anything. So there were so many places where I kind of spent money unnecessarily. Mm. But just like bootstrap the things that you can, you know. Yeah. You know, I had like a fancy desk and chair and things like that. Now I'm like been sitting on this chair for over 10 years, but I'm like, I can't get rid of it. I spent so much <laughs> money on it. It's bright green, which was one of the branding colors. It was pink and green, the business. Oh, that's funny. Um, So anything that you can, start small, bootstrap it, make sure there's a market for it first. Mm. So actually, you know, which is hard with the discount card because you kind of need to get the businesses to give the discounts before you know if anyone's going to buy it. But a bit of a chicken and egg style business. Yeah, it really was hard. And and also like I put myself through marketing afterwards, but and every time I learned something in the marketing course, I was like, oh, a target market, that would have been handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing who I was talking to, that would have been amazing. Mm. Uh, I also kind of changed the business model a few times. So it started off that people paid to be on the card and then the card, uh, then I was charging for the card because I wanted to like to use it as a fundraiser for things. Mm. And then I ended up making it free for businesses to try and get more businesses. So you kind of, you know, I think I was trying to double dip at the beginning where I was like, no, no, I need to make money from one side of it. But then a lot of businesses were like skeptical because they were like, well, how come you're not charging for it? This can't be very good. Or like, where Mm. do you make your money? And I used to say, well, one day lots of people will buy the card and then I'll make the money. (laughs) (laughs) One day. That's the dream. That's the dream. (laughs) So just really working out. Mm. like and getting people around like I should have found like somebody who was really good with marketing and business planning at the beginning and Mm. I did go through I you know I I did through the NICE program which is really great if you're um, starting out and you haven't heard of that it's like a government funded program you can do like some business stuff but there was like the sit down and go into the classroom or you could do it you know away and I was like no, no, I'm just gung-ho. I've already started. I don't need to stop and plan anything. I'm just going to keep going and I'll just do this course on the side. And thinking back, they did try and like get me to be more realistic with my financial projections and things like that. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to sell so many. Like I was just so confident. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, So really sitting down and planning things out and kind of planning for the worst case scenario, not the best, Mm. I guess, Mm. and working up from there. But really getting the support from people, you know, most businesses these days have been done before. Yes. 
there's no need to reinvent the wheel. There are so many things that you can do that haven't got a big barrier to entry. Like I'm in e-commerce, you can just go on, start selling on Etsy, you know, or creating your own website on Shopify isn't that hard these days. So there are so many ways that you can start a business in a weekend if you want to. Mm. So you don't need to be spending big, big dollars to start up or to advertise or, you know, social media is such a fantastic tool because you can, even now that it's not as easy as it used to be, (laughs) you can create and find a community of people who love what you're doing Mm. without any money. You know, you do need to invest that time. And like we were saying, content, content, content. (laughs) But, you know, especially if you're making something and you can share the process and share the story behind it, Mm. you know, there's lots of ways that you can get out there without spending on TV commercials and radio and all the things that I was doing back then. But it's interesting your point around understanding your target market, right? And and that's like, but yeah, but I I think people do kind of go, should I be on radio? Should I be on TV? It's like, well, if you understand your target market, you'll know where they hang out. So, you know, then billboards for tourists, like tourists don't park in the local car parks because they generally don't have a car. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to think about it all, but, you know, and these days, TV, you know, so many people watch Netflix and streaming services that, you know, social media really has become the platform of choice for advertising because so many people are consumed by their phones and on them constantly. Yes. You know, you're more likely to get it in front of people. But like you say, which platform to use? Well, you need to know where your target market's hanging out. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. I love that. So talk to me about, so, you know, obviously you do Facebook ads for e-commerce businesses and we're having a little rant about target markets. (laughs) So I know (laughs) you are the sales and marketing queen when it comes to Facebook ads. So talk to me about that. What are people, so if I have an e-commerce brand or I'm thinking about starting one, what should I actually be thinking about when it comes to getting the brand out there, thinking about my sales and marketing? Are there some key things that you talk to your students about? Yeah. The main thing is that, you know, marketing essentially is the right message to the right person at the right time. doesn't Mm. matter what you're, Mm. you're doing. You've got to show them when they needed to see it. So a lot of people with Facebook ads that have tried it and go, oh, it didn't work for my business is they're putting out like a real salesy kind of pitch and just showing that to everyone. Yeah. And they go, well, that didn't work. And I have this great example of a skincare brand that's put out, you know, we spent, I don't know, say $500 on top of funnel ads. So that's when you're showing an ad to a cold audience who's never heard from you about you before and it got nothing. Mm. We then spent the same again retargeting those people that did go to the website or engage with ads, things like that. And then we made like $38,000 or something. Whoa. It was was a ridiculous return on ad spend. Like Mm. it was 77 times return for that retargeting ads, but nothing for the first ad. So if they'd stopped at those first ads, it would have been in that bucket of people that went, oh, Facebook ads don't work for me. Mm. But instead from a thousand bucks, they made 38,000. So holy crap, (laughs) you've got to, you know, be touching at different levels. So if you, even if you're just doing free content, You've mm. got to have that content that's just introducing the brand. Like no sales pitches like, hey, I'm Karen. I make bright colored socks. This is how I make them. Yeah. You know, I darn them in front of TV on the weekends and little elves help me. Like whatever <laughs> your brand story yeah. is, just introduce that. And really putting the people behind the brand is so important these mm-hmm. days because I think quite often we try and make ourselves look bigger. We like have five email addresses, you know, from 
Sandy oh, yeah, I'm so guilty of that. Because <laughs> we want to look big, but yeah, actually yeah. people want to buy from small people. You know, they yeah. don't want to support some big corporation that's already got bucket loads of money. They want to support yeah. that lady that's feeding her kids with the money that she makes from those bright colored socks. So oh God, share that so story. Right. Mm. And then you need to have that content for people who already know your story, but now you're telling them about the product. Yeah. Like, actually, these socks are awesome because they're quick dry or, you know, you put them on and they make your feet look amazing or whatever it might be. <laughs> you know, the, the elves come with and help put the socks on, like whatever the features and benefits of your product is. Mm. And then you've got those people that are really kind of interested, but maybe they're sitting on the fence or life just got in the way and distracted them. Hey, yeah. the great thing about Facebook ads is you can retarget people that have already been to your website. Maybe they even added something to cart. Mm. and then they've forgotten or they've got distracted by work or whatever it might be and then you're just like hey don't forget about these awesome bright colored socks that you wanted to buy and then they can come back or you can overcome an objection which might be hey you know right now I know you need these for Christmas we're upgrading you for free express shipping so you can have them right now yeah any kind of objection busters that you've got so yeah introducing the brand then introducing the products and then overcoming any objections is basically like three different tiers of content whether you're doing organic content or paid ads Mm. that's kind of the different levels that you've got to show people and there's always going to be people that are at those different stages and it's the same with all of your marketing your email marketing your website it needs to answer questions for those people at those different stages I love that. And I love that you said, um, you know, don't give up if you've kind of just dabbled and then it maybe hasn't worked. I think people forget that any kind of sales and marketing, whether it's organic or paid, has to be optimized. You actually have to do something and then look at why it did or didn't work to do more of it or less of it. You know, we're talking e-commerce specific funnel and there's Mm. different kind of funnels that you run for, you know, service-based businesses. And quite often people will come in and then just teach that to an e-commerce brand. And it just doesn't mm, work because they don't do yes. the same strategies. You know, they're like, hey, have a free download. It's like, well, I don't really want a free download. You know, in <laughs> e-commerce, um, having a competition to win something works a lot better because if the prize is your product, you know the people that are entering are wanting that. Yes. So then, you know, you're also getting people that are likely to want to buy it if they don't win. Things like that. So, yeah, if you've tried Facebook ads and you put it in that, nut, didn't work for me. <laughs> Maybe get it back out the box and give it another well with a bit more strategy behind it. Yeah. And I also love your point about, you know, because you've said it before in your introduction story as well, like taking the wrong advice from the wrong people. But you're so right. There are people out there that teach their way and then kind of try and fit it into all industries. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work for this as well. It's like, no. <laughs> totally, totally. And, and you do have to, as a business owner, find people who are experts in your industry or, or the field, like all the marketing or whatever, yeah. um, <laughs> excuse me, that actually have results. And like you said, like listen to case studies or, you know, talk to their customers and, you know, make sure they're actually the right person to be teaching you yeah. the thing first. <laughs> Like people ask me about Google ads. I'm like, awesome. I've got someone that does those amazing. It's mm. not me because I can't keep on top of Facebook ads and learn Google because that's a whole yeah. other ball game. Whereas there's people that offer both. I'm like, can you really be good at both? You know, how mm. do you keep on top of everything? Yeah. Um, my pet peeve though around asking the right people the right things when you're in a big business group mm. and then people jump in and go, oh, this is my product. Can you help me pick a logo? Or which? how much would you pay for this? 
Mm. It's like you're asking the wrong group of women. If these group of or people, mm. if these people aren't your target market, then their advice doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, their advice is based on their own internal things. And whether or not someone says, yes, I'd buy that, and whether they actually give you the money and buy it is two totally different things. <laughs> always asking the right group of people or the right person for advice not just a random Facebook group and people do it to make these huge business decisions and I just cringe every time I see it oh my god it is so true I um I see it all I mean a couple of the I, I we won't name names, won't name names. I'm no. probably in one of them that you're talking about but you're so right and it's like if you're just starting out you know there's plenty of helpful people that you can go to that are your potential customers to ask like people are pretty good like I mean yes some people will say no don't want to chat but people are actually pretty good people at the end of the day um but if you've got a customer base already like they are the best people to actually be speaking to before you actually change anything in your business or build a new product or create a new course or or whatever it might be. Yeah. Pre-sell everything with e-commerce. You know, it's amazing because you can build this community. And then once you've got that community of people, you can go, Hey, I'm thinking about bringing out this, which one do you like better? Or what would you like to see? Asking, you know, there's polls, there's questions, there's all sorts of ways you can do it. Mm. And then also, okay, this is what I'm creating. Here's where you can go and buy it and it'll be ready then. Yeah. If people really want it, they will pay you for it. And then you can go, oh, well, only one person bought it. I'm not going to bring that out. Yeah. Or, hey, a hundred people bought this. I'm going to go and make it now. Yes. So, you know, get make people put their money where their mouth is. Oh my God. That is literally the best advice. And I love you. So you've talked about um, website builders before as well. So like you can literally, if you've got an idea, you could literally spend an afternoon, throw together a landing page, start sending it out to people who you think are your ideal customer, literally ask them to pay for the thing that you're creating and see if it works first before investing money. You can get a free trial on Shopify. So it's not even going to cost you anything. Yes. And now they have a promo. It's like a dollar a month for the first three months. So you can oh really God. plug this product for four months at the yes. to- grand total of $3 and like, yeah, see if that market's actually there before you then go into production. And I know so many people come to Unstoppable that have all this stock sitting in their garage mm. because they jumped head first. They bought the product. Then they tried to sell it and went, oh, it's not selling. So, you know, I don't want that to be you. If you're listening and have got this great idea, just build the community. That's the first thing, Mm. the target market. A lot of the time, if we've created a product ourselves, we're not selling somebody else who's actually, you know, manufactured something. It's because we had a problem and we fixed it for ourselves. Mm. So then your network of people are probably going to have the same sort of problem. So just create that community of people and then go, okay, would you, I bought, made this or designed this because it solves XYZ. Would you like to buy it too and support me in this? So yeah, just build that community first. It's so, so good because you're right. I think like um, everyone gets caught up in the excitement of a product. Oh yeah. You know, like <laughs> I have so many ideas for products. I, I have to just put them on a notepad and think like about them. <laughs> an entrepreneurial curse, isn't it? Yes. Like yes. all the time I come up with things. And then I sometimes forget and then I go off on tangents and start all these other little micro businesses and then I have to pull myself back and go, no, Karen, you've got to focus. Oh, my God. Except for this one and it kept eating at me and I'm like, oh, I should do it. I should do it. 
And it was this idea to have like a digital lay-by where you paid off things. Oh, and, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'll put that one in the too hard basket because I'm not really sure how to do it from, you know, mm. a development point of view. And then a few years later came Afterpay and I was like, I'm not sure if I can swear on this podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Swear up. Yeah. Swear up a storm. Bug up. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, another moment God. when they sold for a billion dollars that no. I had a few more choice words. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, look, and it's hard though, right? Like it's kind of like, you know, business is really difficult, you know, oh, so... Yeah. You know, you've got, you kind of have to just pick one idea. I mean, I say yeah. that and I've got like three <laughs> business brands going on at the moment, but that's fine. Um, but they all are work, right? And I, yeah. you know, so I don't have kids. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I've been chatting to a few people with businesses and kids and I go, I don't know how you It's a whole nother dimension, survive. really. And I, so then I kind of go, well, maybe that's why it's okay that they have a couple of businesses because one are like my kids yeah. and one, so I don't, and one of the business, so I don't sleep at all. Um, <laughs> but they're all so hard that, um, you know, it does take up all of your time. So you kind of do have to be a bit choosy, but yeah. the, the flip side to that is you're right. Like sometimes if there is a niggling idea, you know, you do want to get out there and test it and jump in. Like if you're, you know, someone dialing in, that's in a corporate job and you've got this big idea, you don't have to quit your corporate job, but you kind of do have to know that, you know, it is difficult. It's and take kind of some time. Yeah. It, yeah. But there's no reason why you can't test it on the side, like create exactly. the landing page, yeah. see if people are keen. So many people on my students right. side hustle to start with. Yeah. And once they get that momentum going, like my favorite email is when they go, I've quit my job, you know, and they're, oh they're all in yeah. on their e-commerce business. But at the same token, like the whole reason I work for myself is for that flexibility of time. Mm. So I'm never going to be that person that hustles. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. If something's going on, I work all the time. Sure. But I also can go, oh, you know what? My kids go swimming lesson today. I'm going to go to that. Yeah. I'm going to work later. Or, you know, when she goes to school, I want to be that mum that's at every assembly. Yeah. I want to, you know, go to the sports carnivals. I don't want to miss out on that. So I think you need to kind of, because you get lost in the hustle, hustle, hustle. It's got to be huge. Yeah. I've got to be bigger. My friend Emily Osmond was talking about this on her podcast the other day, actually, that we all have this mentality of bigger is better. And that mm. that's like the measurement of success is yeah. bigger. My business has got to get bigger. I've got to have more staff and do this and this and this. But yes. when it really drills down to it, I'm a huge Denise Duffler Thomas fan. I noticed you were reading her oh, book the other yes. day. Yep. So she's got Chill and Prosper. Highly recommend it. Mm. Uh, it's not sponsoring this podcast, but, you know, maybe it should. Um, <laughs> One day. It's my dream. <laughs> and, and she's all about sort of living life in your own terms, making things easier, Yes. And, you know, working the times that you want and not mm. when you don't want. You know, another friend of mine, Katie Griffin, she's Google Ads. She's amazing at Google Ads. Oh, I'm on her email list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, emails are so well written. She's amazing. Mm. Um, but she works three days a week. She's got three kids or is it four now? Oh, so many kids. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she's like on those other days, I don't work. That's my family time. You know, she's yeah. got help for those days where she does work. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, it's so good to see women that have created these businesses on their own terms. Yes. Because I feel like that hustle mentality became so popular. Social mm. media spread it as this hustle, hustle, hustle. You've got to, you know, work and grind. And the busier you were, the better it was. And you're you right going, to... oh, I'm busy. Oh, yeah. awesome. I'm trying no, to you tell me busy. you're busy. That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you're right because you mentioned it earlier as well about the office space. Mm. Like that was a definition of success. We've moved yeah. into our office and we've yes. got all this big team and, and I'm like, yeah, it, you know, and, and look, if that's what you want to do and the type of business you want to build, cool. But I feel like people do it because they think they've got to do it. Yes. Whereas I love I love the Denise Duffield Thomas example too because she's a very wealthy woman. You know, she talks yeah. about in so I can't remember what the second book is. Um, I'll get rich, get rich, lucky, lucky bitch. Yeah. Yes, my favorite <laughs> book of all time. But like, so she's talking about she has you know multi million dollar house, million dollars in savings, you know seven figure business. She doesn't have an office, you know. She doesn't have full time stuff. She has like you know the contractors here and there, contractors. Yeah. Like you can actually ha- be a very wealthy business owner mm-hmm. without those things. Yeah. So it's not like saying, well, I have to do the hustle and I have to have the office and I have to have the team because I have really big dreams. It's like yeah. no, you kind of need to think about like how you can achieve those huge big dreams in different ways like yeah. get creative I think about you know it. we've grown up with a lot of like hours equals money time equals money yeah. yeah whereas you know these days with the online business and things like that and you know training one to many there's so many ways to make money without having to work longer and without having to do more and without having to grow that team you know, I'll always be a boutique agency. I don't have dreams to be this big giant agency with lots of staff. The idea of managing lots of staff just gives me total anxiety. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm happy yeah, with like, I'm not yeah. doing that again. They're not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I just want to have, I'll never probably have more than 10 clients because I like being able to know them all. I mm-hmm. chat with them all. I email them every week. I jump on a call with them every month. I know them all really well and they're all lovely now. I only work with amazing, beautiful clients, which is so different to my early days where I would just take on anyone because I needed the money. And, yeah. you know, now I'm just like, no, I've got boundaries now. And, you know, if <laughs> someone's difficult in the lead up, I'm like, nah, you're going to be crap to work with. I'm not yeah. working with you. <laughs> um, whereas if, you know, they're really, you know, I'm more of a relaxed, down-to-earth kind of person. If they're like that and we gel on a call, I'm like, yeah, cool. Do you want to work with me? They're like, yeah, sounds good. I'm like, okay, great. You know, like I'm not that salesperson that's going to, you know, you you teach amazing sales and things like that, but it's not one of my finest skills. (laughs) That's probably why you're amazing at it because I'm a big believer that it's just relationships. So it's relationships. it's all about for me. And just numbers. So it's like, you know, I'm the same. I'm like, I I will never push anyone into it. If you want what I offer, great. If you don't, there'll be somebody else. And, And like you say, like, business is hard. So work with people who actually give you energy, not drain your energy if you can. (laughs) And you just touched on an awesome thing there because I used to always stop myself and go, well, who am I to go and teach this? Somebody Mm -hmm. else is already doing that. Like back in the day, Amy Porterfield was known for teaching Facebook. So she does uh, webinars now. But um, another thing that, that, that I've loved over the years, total tangent, is live events, but like small ones. I went to an event called Tropical Think Tank in 2014. Uh, I like begged, stilled and borrowed money and then like insisted on a payment plan, even though that wasn't an option and got it. Uh, And Chris Ducker was running it. And Pat Flynn was there. John Lee Dumas, the podcast guy. Amy Porterfield. Um, Oh gosh, I feel bad now for forgetting other people. But there was like, I think, seven like speakers 
wow. and 25 attendees. Oh, and it wow. was at like a five-star resort in the Philippines oh and we God. all hung out and like, you know, like I was playing pool with John Lee Dumas, not really knowing who he was, uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, if you want to look him up. And oh, then I, we were just cool. talking and then I'm like, holy shit, like these guys are huge. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing. Some of the people um, that I met, but the relationships that I made, not just with them, but actually with the other attendees. Yes. And that's what I loved. So I mm. love those small events because you get to have a real bond and you know I went on a lot of my business stemmed on from that because I met this person who met this person one of my best friends she's um lives in Perth but we met because I was friends with someone from that event who then was friends with her and then we you know like it's just Mm -hmm. so much flow on from that um, but and what I, I was coming back to was, yeah, yeah. sorry, my tangent, I'll swing no, it around. No, no. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I just didn't want you to miss it. <laughs> like I looked at someone like Amy Porterfield and I went, oh, well, I can't teach Facebook ads because she's already doing that. Who's yeah. going to buy my course if she's got one, mm. you know? And then it took me a while to realize some people just gel with me, right? And they'll okay. want to hear it from me. Yes. And other people won't gel with me and they'll want to hear it from someone else. And that's cool because yeah. there's other people out there for them. But it's amazing how many times that, you know, I hear someone go, oh, you know, I'd, I'd done Facebook ads before and never really understood it, but I love the way you explain it. Mm. And then you realize, well, some people just need to hear it from me. Mm. So if you're thinking about doing something, but someone's already doing it, that's okay. They might need to learn that from you, you know, yes. and there's enough yeah, people in the world for everyone. Yes, totally. There are enough customers on the planet. Yeah. Heaps, right? It's- it's like the whole Woolworths Coles thing, right? So supermarkets are always on the same block. There's always yeah. two of these giant supermarkets in the exact same area. And it's like, you, if you thought about that from like the lens of the, you know, business owner who's worried about competing with people, you'd be like, yeah. why the hell would they do that? When obviously everyone will just go to one. It's like, no, people go to the one that they like, you yep. know, and they're both positioned in an area that has plenty of customers. Yep. It's just the same, so like- true. Your and that's like you know we talk about standing out online and being different and you know sometimes it is hard when you look at yourself and you're like well I'm kind of offering the same thing as everyone else so yeah. it's like no your superpower is you your yes. uniqueness your unique lens and voice that you bring to the problem you solve for people and that's why it's so important to put yourself in your content because if you're only putting out oh Facebook this Facebook that and you're not going hey I'm Karen I'm the one that teaches the Facebook then yeah. you've got no differentiation you know they could go and learn that from somebody who they do connect with so like you say sales is all about those relationships yes get to know me you know I'm a bit silly I'm not super serious um but I just happen to be good at this Facebook ad thing and I can teach it you know but the calls like I have student calls live every week and you know we go on these massive tangents and talk about absolutely different stuff to what I'm (laughs) supposed to be teaching but they love that you know, we have this super close-knit group of amazing women who all support each other's businesses. It's so nice. You go on Instagram, you see one's posted and then the others have all commented and, you know, they get behind each other, which is so nice. But it is that community that you make and those relationships that you make. Mm. And then every now and then you put out an offer and go, you know what, I, I'm going to run this thing. Um, and then they go, oh, yeah, cool. I'd love to do that with you because yeah. I like you. I trust yeah. you. You know, that whole no like and trust. And then you know, then you'll get some people in. Um, whereas if you're hiding behind your, what you sell, then, you know, you're not going to make those relationships. 
It's so true. And I think like, yeah, in the world that we live in on social media, where there is just so much content everywhere, you know, people want to see your face, you know, and I know, I know it's not for everyone. I know showing up on camera sucks (laughs) most days, but it is true. You, You are so right. Like when you're scrolling through content, if it's just you know, quote tile, stock oh, yeah. image, blah, blah, blah. It's when you see the human and them talking that you're like, oh, what's she, what's she saying? You know, that looks interesting. I want to know more about that. Yeah. It, you know, showing up camera is hard. I don't know if you, um, well, you can't see me, but um, half my face is paralyzed. So when I had my baby, I got Bell's palsy. Wow. And for most people, it goes away within a few weeks to a few months. And they kept saying, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. Anyway, here we are t- nearly two years on. And I've still got it. So wow. my smile, you know, this side doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so when I first got that and it was much worse, it was like hanging down. My whole face was drooped. I couldn't yeah. shut my eye. Like I was like, I'm never showing up on camera again. No one oh. is ever seeing me until this is gone. We had a video podcast at the time. I was like, nope, audio only now. Wow. Um it took me probably three months to kind of leave the house properly. Mm. I finally started showing up in videos for my students, but I always felt the need to warn them first and tell everyone that was I was going to run into, you know, what it was, you know, because God forbid they, you know, would stare or want to know. Or I'm like, obviously everyone's asking. And now, you know, it's just like a practice thing, really. You know, I just started showing up again. I was like, well, you know what? I can either close my whole business because I never want to show up on camera again. Yeah. Or I'm always telling my students, be the face behind the brand. Just, you know, be real, just get on there. And I'm like, I can't be teaching that and then not showing up myself. So I just yeah. like eventually just started showing up again. And you know what? Nobody cared. Nobody yeah. even noticed really. And, you know, I personally, you know, so self-conscious about it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's been nearly two years. I'm just like, well, you You're know, over it now. Away. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. I used to meet people and like tell them. And, you know, I just threw that on you then. I, I probably hadn't mentioned it. You might've looked at me and gone, oh, it's got something weird going on with her face, <laughs> but you know, you're polite enough not to say anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I don't even want people. I just like, you know, this is just who it is. And so if you've got something going on, you think I can't possibly be, you know, on camera, just it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. The easiest way to start is kind of maybe doing stories because they disappear. Yes. So you know if you hate it, it's going to go away. Mm. Um, but then it's literally just about showing up over and over. And like if you go back and watch some of my first videos or first Facebook Lives when that came out, mm. it was shocking, absolutely <laughs> shocking. Now, you know, um, confidence, you just get it from practicing something over and over, I believe. So. Yeah, that's so true. And it's interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, people are coming. So yes, people want to see you and know that there's a human behind the brand, but at the end of the day, they're kind of coming for the value you bring them. So, you know, whether you, I know we both had a joke about the fact that we did our hair (laughs) and what have you. I did and you know and yes I know you you don't but yeah and it's you know look I do that because they're awesome yeah (laughs) so true I'm very pro filter I know I know that's controversial (laughs) I put on the mascara filter all the time oh my god I'm like I can't be bothered doing my makeup oh Oh, cool filter (laughs) done (laughs) it's magic 
Um, but people are coming for the value, you know, yeah. for that transformation, for the education that you bring them. So you can kind of cut yourself a bit of slack, you know, when if you're if you're showing up for your audience and talking to them about, you know, giving them a tip or giving them an insight that's actually going to make their day better, they don't care that you haven't yeah. done your hair. You know, they will take that lesson, apply it in their life or business or whatever you whatever industry you're in. And that's the, you know, the thing. They'll look at yeah. you and go, she's the one that made a difference in my life not she's the one that yeah they're not gonna go oh she taught me this while wearing this and while her hair was like this like they're not gonna remember that bit (laughs) exactly exactly uh I love it so much okay so we could talk all day but (laughs) let's leave spark community with one last insight Mm -hmm. tell me if you um could give a new business owner one piece of advice what might it be (gasps) Oh, just one. Okay. I know, I know. I'm like, oh, we could write a book here, you know? <laughs> just one. Be kind to yourself. It's going to be a hard journey, but it's totally worth it. I would say I'm not, that's my precursor to the advice, just so I can mm-hmm. sneak some more in there. Mm-hmm. I would say probably find somebody who's done what you've done and like either just reach mm-hmm. out for support or reach out and say, hey, you know, do you know anywhere I can go to learn this? Um, because like you say, people are, real people behind these brands and most of the time people are more than happy to help you because once somebody's successful in business I think they've already come to that realization that there's enough for everyone so I'm always about collaboration over competition so just reach out and if they don't help reach out to the next person because somebody will amazing Karen you are absolutely incredible thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights with the spark community (laughs) it was a ball had a ball Awesome. Thank you so much. That was heaps of fun. That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.